Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayers coming to you with an IPL edition. We haven't had one of these episodes in a while, but that is because the IPL 2021 has resumed in the UAE. We're recording on Thursday morning after each of the eight franchises have played a game each. With me today are Saurabh Somani. Saurabh, welcome. Hi, Karthik. Nice to be back. Along with Saurav is our regular stat man, Gaurav Sundararaman. Gaurav, your favourite tournament is back. <laughs> yeah, but still not back with the bang, waiting for mm. some more the, uh, interesting encounters. And the final gentleman on the panel today is Shashank Kishore. Good morning, Shashank. Hey, all good to be back on the show again. Alright guys, so let, let, let's start with your first impressions. Saurav, we'll start with you. Yeah, The IPL returns after, how, how many months is it? It ended on May the 3rd. So that's June, July, August, about five months, five, six months. Your, your first impressions of, of this restart? Like Gaurav said, the Big Bang hasn't happened yet. And I had the unfortunate luck to sleep through the three most exciting overs of the IPL. I saw that Punjab Kings needed 18 <laughs> runs of 18 balls. And I thought, okay, this match is done and dusted. Nicholas Puran is whacking sixes. Aidan Markram is in good form. And, you know, I'm feeling a little sleepy. I have to wake up early. So I went off to sleep and then I woke up to what had happened the next morning. So, yeah, I'm hoping that I don't miss the next Big Bang when it happens. Hmm. You're saying that the Big Bang hasn't happened yet, but maybe that's it's only for you, right? Like for a lot of people, I think that that match made them sit up and take notice. Or probably was it because it was on a weekday, it was on a weekday evening that eh, it, it wasn't the most the most the most viewed game that this edition will see. Now, I think uh, IPL has just removed the concept of weekend and weekday, you know. Everybody just switches on the TV <laughs> at uh, 7.30 and watches. And uh, I mean, yeah, there are still some teams that are bigger than, than the others. But as soon as a match is progressing the way the Rajasthan-Punjab uh, one did, like last year's, you know, Tevatia match, as soon as something like that starts happening, people tune in <laughs> regardless of which team, which day it is, I think. So, yeah, it has. Uh, so that match created some excitement, of course, but the others have been, uh, you know, sort of one sided and uh, not the usual uh, big hitting. Ruturaj Gaikwad was great in that uh, game against uh, Mumbai, the first one of the restart. But uh, apart from that, I think, yeah, it's been more quiet, let's say, than uh, fireworks in that sense, Big Bang, I meant. Yeah, quiet despite the fact that an actual live crowd is back in the stadiums. Gaurav, what stuck out for you the most in the first four games of the restart? Uh, actually, yeah, no, not much to be very honest. I know uh, it's coming from me and this is uh, something hard to believe. But the fact is that it's not been as exciting. Maybe because of the uh, the fact that we're starting after a long time, so much test cricket in the middle, uh, new teams and maybe slightly, uh, maybe we've not got into the uh, mood yet. But uh, having said that, the first game, uh, I think, was uh, my favourite because for Chennai winning. And, and secondly, just the fact that, you know, uh, they keep losing to Mumbai time and again. They've got in their head and they were like 28 for 5, I think, with Raidu also injured. And winning from there, I felt, was so... Chennai did a Mumbai, on Mumbai. So, that's what, that's the, uh, that's what I felt. That was a good game. And uh, Punjab chokes have always now become uh, common over the last... Uh, 
two years or so. So that really didn't surprise <laughs> me. In fact, a friend of mine said uh, at 120 for no loss, uh, a collapse is not too far away, right? And we were all like laughing him <laughs> out saying no chance. I think today they'll win in a canter. And uh, his words, they didn't collapse and they still lost. So that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's probably worse. Uh, Shang, you have been going, our offices are slowly starting to open. You have been going to office to do ball by ball comms for some of the games. If I'm, if I'm not RCB mistaken, games. does that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that make a difference though? Is your, is your enjoyment higher than the other two here? Yeah, it's been good fun for a change. After 18 months of uh, sitting at home, uh, going and working out of the office uh, seems a bit of fun. So, uh, may as well just enjoy that fun factor while it lasts. And what stood out for me is, I mean, um, every year we normally see the IPL uh, points table and wonder how, you know, the qualification scenarios are just decided on that last league game or the penultimate uh, day of league games. But... Somehow, I think this year or this season, that's not going to happen. I think uh, Sunrisers are nearly out. Punjab Kings, one more loss takes them out. So, I think it's a battle between uh, six teams. And real- realistically, uh, maybe, you know, just that fourth spot is up for grabs. And one that um, RCB and Rajasthan Royals will fight out for. So, I don't think or I don't see this going right to the wire like it normally does. That's my early impressions. Punjab Kings are nearly out. That that that's that's pretty interesting. Gaurav, you spoke about them choking pretty much is is that's what they did in their chase and not for the first time over the past over the past two years. But I, I know they're second last in the table, but they are level on points with with a few of the teams above them as well. They're just two points off of fourth place, having played a game more. If they if they just get it right, I mean you can't see Punjab going on a what a five-match winning streak if that's what it takes. That's what they do every time. They have a streak either at the beginning and then taper off towards the end or they do the reverse. So, it's this team should have made the playoffs last uh, four seasons in a row, if you ask me, you know. Because that's the kind of potential, that's the kind of performances they put uh, to the either the first half or the second half. But they somehow don't cross the final hurdle. And I think it's happening time and again that it's going to mess up with their heads. So, like you said, maybe there's an outside chance. But I'm with uh, Shanky on this. I think this this year, uh, especially even Rajasthan for that matter, they, they, don't, they just don't seem to have that... Uh, uh, X-factor player who I think can win matches from a difficult situation. Bowling seems a bit uh, light. We don't know how they would uh, match up against a really big uh, team. So, that's go- going to be important. But yeah, there is definitely uh, one one of these teams can uh, upset uh, the top four and can um, make a surprise. But I don't see Punjab in that. So, what happened then, Shanky, on, on that day? Why, why couldn't they chase it down? I'm not going to sort up on this because he clearly thought that they would when they were needed just to run a ball <laughs> with three overs to go. I know a lot of people personally, Shashank, who switched the channel when when they were, what, what was it, something like 100 for 0, 120 was when they lost their first wicket. So, what what happened versus Rajasthan? Was it just Musafizur and Kartik Tyagi being brilliant? Or this is Punjab being Punjab and Puran, who's having a tough 2021. I think this was his highest score of, 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 of the year. Was it the fact that Markram did not get strike? He was left stranded on 26. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly went wrong. I mean, eight runs of two overs, you're definitely expected to win. Or four runs of one over, 
I mean, you just think that even if you play out two dot balls, you know, you don't allow the nerves to get to you. And the fact is that uh, every time these chokes have happened in the past, uh, I don't think Makram was part of that part of that game. Puran was long gone. He, you know, he was out. So, uh, so it didn't really. Uh, it's not like you know these two batsmen were stuck the last time it happened either. So it's hard to uh, you know uh, pinpoint. And I'm. I'm I don't think the wicket was so bad or it was it wasn't like one of those dhaka minefields where the ball was gripping and you know stopping on the batsman and then that's why mustafizur was so dangerous uh, so 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 it's it was just normal bowling mustafizur just did what he normally does bowl the cutters into the pitch uh, i think it was the batters trying to you know um, not being wise with their uh, shot making or you know trying to go for the hits that they could have probably looked to Look for some other option. That's what I felt. And Karthik Tyagi towards the end was outstanding. I mean, bowling those Yorkers, wide Yorkers, uh, wearing it up nicely, uh, having the confidence to execute it because he missed his length and then probably one of those uh, edges could have either gone to the third man boundary or could have gone away behind points. So, 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 so for him to get it spot on right under pressure was incredible. So I think uh, it's a mixture of. Uh, uh, bad shot selection and uh, outstanding bowling from Karthik Tyagi that uh, you know resulted in the kind of finish that we we saw. Karthik Tyagi, a great interviewee as well. Saurabh, you have your hand up. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, the Punjab thing. No, I don't understand the eleven they picked. Also, they had Fabian Allen batting at six, and only bowlers after that. Like maybe Harpreet Brar has some batting ability. Uh, and uh, I mean, as much as we want Shami version Lords to turn up, it's not going to happen every day, <laughs> you know. So, so uh, I I don't understand that. You know, you you pick an Adil Rashid when you have Ravi Bishnoi and Emma Shwin in the squad. You you use an overseas spot on a bowler who you have very competent Indian uh, options in. Like it's it's just weird. And just on that Puran point, you said Puran. Yeah, I think in the first half of the IPL, he wasn't uh, really among the runs, but he's coming off a great CPL. You know, he he's been um, outstanding in the CPL and on tracks that weren't very uh, you know uh, flat. I mean, uh, it was a bit of work to score runs in the CPL because it was the same pitch, same stadium. You know, so the pitches were getting tired and all. So he's coming on that, so he should be full of confidence anyway, you know. And Markram is coming in of scoring runs in the, the Sri Lankan pitches that were really tough for to bat on. So it's basically yeah, inexplicable. I, I think I'm I'm just trying to justify why I slept off and missed those three overs. <laughs> you know, every rational thought pointed at Punjab winning. <laughs> I, I think in more most of these games, the team that has like, if you look, Chennai played worse than Mumbai. I think Rajasthan dropped three catches uh, of KL Rahul, and still they managed to win. So sometimes uh, just feel that maybe teams have been pretty overconfident. I think Punjab was a clear case of hey, surely winning this, let's just take it slowly, and then suddenly they started panicking. You know, so I think it's some clear matter of overconfidence. Even yesterday, if uh, if you had noticed about. Uh, the game between Delhi and Hyderabad, what happened was uh, the chase was going meandering at one point and suddenly we saw a couple of uh, sixes by Rishabh Pant and the game changed. So it was all a matter of 1-6 or 1-4 here and there, which uh, I guess these guys took it uh, too uh, easily. I, I also think that uh, they got their Indian uh, selection wrong. I mean, uh, yes, Deepak Huda started off the tournament really well. 
but after that if you if you actually notice his form is completely tapered off and he's not had any cricket in the last 5 uh, months to come back to uh, in comparison someone like a sarfaraz khan recently went to oman and played a series of matches uh, with the mumbai team so he was you know he had some cricket uh, under his belt uh, sharukh khan has been playing league cricket in chennai so so he's had some amount of cricket and some amount of uh, uh, matches under his belt so so i thought that uh, one of uh, one of those two should have come into the 11 instead of deepak hooda and as it turned out and this is not to pinpoint the blame for the defeat on him but his uh, his two overs cost 37 one of them went for like 23 or 24 so yeah i mean that turned out to be the difference between chasing 165 and 185 and uh, yeah and with the bat uh, you know in the last over he went chasing a wide delivery which would have definitely been called wide he got out nicking so uh he showed a little bit of panic there so i think that they got that selection wrong um yeah it's all good to back players and give them the confidence that you're important and valued but sometimes you have to go by current form as well considering the fact that punjab didn't have any uh, leeway for errors uh, given where they are on the table we're talking about deepak hooda shahrukh khan ravi bishna there's this guy with 14200 <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, 1042 sixes i just uh, had that open in front of me and they didn't consider they again dropped him for some reason on his birthday on his birthday man if, come on if he's injured then i can understand but we didn't get any confirmation on that he's played a lot of cpl he didn't do very well but it's gail man that's what i was telling someone that uh, the people have would have said markham didn't do too badly that's an argument given to me but the fact is if gail was there maybe they would have tried something different they would have started bowling bouncers they wouldn't have continued to bowl those wide yorkers uh, something else their mind changes when it's chris gail in front of you so uh, i don't know that that was uh, i still never understood how they've been handling gail they either play him fully or just don't play him this after you lose you play him and again he brings you back and uh, that just doesn't work out for me Yeah, yeah. Sort of. You mentioned just a few minutes ago about Punjab Kings' side and how you didn't understand it. So let's try and explain Sunrisers Hyderabad side side to me because it feels as if they do not have an express. I mean, they do not have an express pace bowler. I would say that they do not have a power hitter as well. Abdul Samad apart, Warner is not not one a- a- anymore. This this side is stuck adrift at the bottom of of the table and. you don't you don't really feel like they're going to go anywhere in this this edition i th- i think the mega auction couldn't come soon enough for for srh <laughs> yeah i mean srh is a strange team in the sense they've got a lot of individually brilliant players like I, they you can make a case that rashid khan is the best t20 player in the world right now you know and uh, warner is in the ipl hall of fame yeah he's had his struggles kane williamson they've got sherfain rutherford now i mean i don't know if that counts as a bit of uh, power hitting uh, option in the middle <laughs> he had a good cpl too uh, but they've lost uh, you know but uh, rutherford is no johnny besto i mean i i mean i would prefer johnny besto over him but besto obviously pulled out the uh, one fundamental difference i feel between srh and punjab is that srh like you said you know they don't have that express pace bowler they don't have that power hitting uh, option I, i mean a very solid power hitting option but 
Punjab, you feel like they have certain things and they have not used them. Uh, uh, my point about, uh, you know, putting an overseas spot for Adil Rashid was what Gaurav uh, nicely elaborated on. You've got a Chris Gale there, you know, like you could have had a Chris Gale playing instead of Adil Rashid and you could have had a Ravi Bishnoi playing if you want a leggy. I, I mean, you do want a leggy, of course, and Ravi Bishnoi has done really well. So that fundamental difference is there between the two sides where SRH maybe don't have those options and which is why they are... Uh, which is why, you know, in a very dispassionate sense, I would feel a little more sympathy for them. And whereas with Punjab, it would just be like, why are you not doing this? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit uh, like that. And SRH, yeah, I hope uh, they have a good mega auction. They, they've they generally been very smart in the auctions, but uh, they've just somehow, you know, I think through a little bit of circumstance and everything else, they've ended up with a slightly disbalanced looking uh, squad. And it hasn't helped that, you know, Manish Pandey, uh, I, I always, I, I've seen Manish Pandey bat in domestic cricket and I think like this guy is too good to be here. He belongs at a higher level. And then he goes to the IPL and, He's always scoring at, you know, 105, 110 strike rates, which are not going to win you games, which are going to actually end up making you lose games quite often. And I I always wonder, where is that guy that I saw smacking every bowler, looking like only he could get himself out and no bowler could. And sometimes it's the same bowlers. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope he rediscovers that, that spark that he had, which made him score that made him become the first Indian to score a century in the IPL. That could really alleviate a lot of their problems because he could perform a very key role at four. That, that, that was that was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but his domestic performances aren't so long ago, you know. like uh, Right, right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could perform a key role for them, like I said, at four. If he, if he becomes this at least a one thirty striking regularly, one thirty striking guy who can ramp it up to one fifty when needed. Yeah, just a small note for you, Karthik. The moment Saurabh starts talking about IPL auction, you need to, uh, you know, know where to cut him off because uh, <laughs> he'll go off on a different tangent. IPL on nothing gets uh, Somani as excited as IPL auctions. And um, dude, it's yeah, it's eight teams but, playing simultaneous chess against each other. It's so exciting. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the on the on the on the uh, subject of auction, I mean, uh, just looking and I completely agree with Saurabh when he says this team seems very disbalanced. You just look at the the names in the in the team sheet and barring Rashid Khan, it's really hard to see. Even assuming they they have five, each team is given five retentions. I don't see. Sunrisers having that option to retain five players or looking at, at retaining five players because you look at the names and suddenly you, you feel like they, they've all fallen apart. I mean, David Warner, one name who was undroppable so many years ago, just seems a pale shadow of himself now. Saha is on the wrong side of 30s. Um, not too sure when it comes to Manish Pandey, Kedar Jadav, Vijay Shankar. These guys, I mean, they should have been... You know, the big Indian players who've made a mark and who win matches on their own for their IPL teams uh, with whoever they play for. But unfortunately, all of them have fallen apart completely. So, it's really hard to see who they could retain outside of Rashid Khan. Even Bhuvneshwar Kumar doesn't look very uh, uh, threatening as he did earlier. The swing seems to have gone away completely. Uh, You know, he's just bowling knuckleballs and he's just bowling into the length. And um, there's hardly any assistance for him. Sandeep Sharma seems uh, pretty... uh, you know, uh, insipid these days. So you you just look at look around the the dressing room and 
it's hard to see how they could retain the kind of players that they once had so yeah i mean a lot of work to do for the sunrisers over the next 3 or 4 months i mean i think this season is as good as gone so maybe you just use the remainder of the games to you know play for pride and and probably plan for next season as well with with victory over srh yesterday gorav sun delhi capitals moved up to the top of the table a couple of things about about delhi what a firstly what do you make about shreyas ayer coming back in but not captaining the side and then leaving that role with with rishabh pant delhi over the last uh, couple of seasons itself have taken some very vital decisions bold decisions at, at various junctures if you remember anik nokke didn't play the first half and uh, shreyas ayer didn't uh, it's very easy for franchises to just give him the captaincy back they decided to continue with their tried and tested process of having uh, rishabh pant uh, who's done well right so there's no need to like really uh, uh, remove him so i think uh, ever since they had that uh, good option uh, auction in 2019 and the change of name uh, they have done uh, really well and their favorites this season i don't find any major uh, uh, loophole in their squad and in fact with shares i it's only become stronger and without him they won uh, six games so uh, their batting looks set they're able to make sure that steve smith sits, uh, sits out that's a bold decision remember last season they had to uh, they had to make a lot of decisions about replacing ashwin they had rahane in the middle they had to Uh, drop him then they again brought him back later due to uh, putri shaw's form uh, they, they they take calls quickly they don't wait and they don't uh, they, it's a slightly different approach than what a chennai would do if you think right just keep backing a player here it's slightly different they want to win they've got their bowling sorted uh, for all conditions so that's what makes them uh, a very very strong team and uh, yeah so shares ayer's captaincy i don't know whether it's that a, that big a difference in the sense pant and ayer both are inexperienced captains so i think it's okay it really doesn't matter it clearly i guess also shows that maybe they're looking for pant in the next few years as well because it's easy to retain a pant and ayer may not have the uh, skill sets to be a retained player yet uh, i would rather uh, go with pant shaw and maybe one of the fast bowlers so yeah Uh, good on Delhi to uh, take these bold decisions, and uh, they look really favourites to me. They're class apart this season. If if Shreyas Iyer is not retained, I know one team down south here who, you know, go all guns blazing at the auction <laughs> next year to get him. Now that uh, their captain has decided to, you know, uh, step down, so they are in need of a captain. Has Dhoni announced it yet? <laughs> oh well, yeah. Right, right, right. I see. I see where you come from, Chiki Gaurav. But uh, we are having a preview of CSK versus RCB. That's that's on the twenty fourth, CSK RCB. So yeah, that that should be a fun game as well. But yeah, on a serious note, uh, th- decisions like these. Uh, I mean, as. pragmatic and as uh, practical as delhi have been um, at an individual level i mean you got to wonder uh, you know what uh, shreyas ayer is thinking uh, yes he said that you know uh, they made a decision and he's very happy just winning matches for the team but this is the guy who you know after all those years of underachieving comes on board he's been with delhi uh, since 2015 finally he's given the captaincy you know he takes them to their first final uh, you know last year uh, in 2020 
and then gets injured. So, so basically, he's lost the captaincy for no fault of his. Uh, Rishabh Pant comes in and then you know takes the takes over and then leads them to a string of wins and then he's continued. So, so as at an individual level, you got to wonder, uh, you know, how that decision kind of sits with Ayer. And when it comes down to a matter of retention, of, and if they have to just retain one among those two and they go for Pant, then it's a no-brainer. I mean, obviously, uh, Ayer will be in demand. He's uh, too good a player to be, you know, uh, not be wanted by teams and uh, yeah it's a good option a couple of uh, teams may well gun for him as uh, leadership material Saurabh if Shikhar Dhawan was any other nationality he would he would walk into that T20 World Cup right yeah yeah I think what happened is uh, you know he didn't have such a great series in Sri Lanka when he was leading the Indian team while the other Indian team was in England and that might have given the insane amount of competition that there is for slots in the Indian team that might have just been uh, you know one step back for him uh, and you know we have not even talked about Mayank Agarwal I, according to me he has been the best Indian opener in the IPL since IPL 2020 you know he has been consistent with scores and and with scoring really quickly He's had to cover up for KL Rahul suddenly. Yeah, but sort of here's the thing. They, these two, Rahul and Mayank, there was this, this, oh my God, I couldn't believe the stat that they've had four century partnerships in, in the IPL and Punjab Kings have lost all four games. Now, that that's not a good look. You know what I would like to see in that stat? Apart from this last game where they had the century partnership where Rahul was also uh, scoring quickly, how quickly was Rahul scoring in those century stands? Because in that Rahul Tevatia game, uh, I think everyone has forgotten that KL Rahul scored uh, 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 some 68 of 55 or something. In a match where 220 gets chased down, you cannot take up 55 balls at the top of the order in the power play including and score only 68. You just cannot do that. And Mayank Agarwal had hit a century in that game and you know that is what took Punjab to the total that it did. So Mayank has actually been very underrated I feel and I'm glad that I could come on this podcast and push his case. <laughs> Yay, go Mayank! <laughs> I think Sadani's wish could well get fulfilled in November because uh, three days after the World T20, assuming India makes the final or let's say even the semi-final, uh, you know, they, they're, uh, they're set to play New Zealand at home. So, so I, I don't see them picking the same World, World Cup squad for that series because obviously players are going to have played the IPL and then a lot of them are coming in from England. So, it's going to be the huge fatigue factor as well. So, you may well see Mayank Agarwal and Dhawan or one of, uh, you know, Agarwal, Dhawan or... Prithvi Shaw, two of them are opening the innings there. So, yeah, Somani's uh, wishes may well be fulfilled then. Yeah, and an embarrassment of riches in Indian Indian talent, in, especially in this in this T20 format. Gaurav, let's talk about the Chennai Super Kings. Ruturaj Kaikwad, you know, I, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't believe what he does right to do this well in this in this format. Uh, two, and it's a very interesting conundrum. The fact that I was thinking that whether he would be a shoe in uh, at some point in time for the T20 World Cup, uh, not World Cup, or T20 squad, it doesn't feel uh, that he. <laughs> that he would be a shoe in right? When you look at Shaw and Rutu, or when you look at... No, it, it honestly doesn't feel like he will even be under consideration. Correct. I'm sure Correct. he is. I'm sure the selectors are discussing him, but for us, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel that way at all. Spot on. Uh, I agree with you 100%. I felt the same. Maybe he... I think he's going to be the new Badrinath of CSK. Uh, be there. Uh, do all the difficult work. Try to help your team recover. And just hang in there while the others... Uh, uh, 
performs he's great for the team he's a team man i'm sure he'll be rewarded uh, at some point in time but uh, like you said you know he's 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 someone who keeps the innings together and that that's what he did brilliantly in the first half and slowly he picks up his pace so his job is to just make sure that he doesn't get out very early they don't lose early wickets and uh, then uh, look to maybe hit out in the middle to give the guys like jadeja and bravo and uh, dhoni uh, etc to finish so um, yeah uh, very very impressive the way he hit bumrah i think that was shot of the tournament so far uh, uh, pretty amazing to just come in there and smash the number one bowler uh, so uh, uh, easily so that was a very very impressive knock i think he's made sure that he's going to be uh, wanted in the ipl for quite some time at least but uh, whether that translates uh, into say an india selection is something we don't know we'll have to wait and see uh, but yeah uh, top notch somebody uh, to do that against mumbai great innings in that victory over the mumbai indians there was a bit of a concern for csk in the form of ambati raidu shashank he was retired hurt without 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 scoring is is there a ready made replacement in the, in the squad absolutely robin uthappa is waiting for his opportunity all season so uh, you know he comes in straight away i i i love the fact that this guy has played cricket for what 15 20 years now and he's still out there wearing the bib carrying the drinks brilliant hair as well <laughs> yeah and uh, you know uh, he's uh, he's done an insane amount of training in the off season uh, uh, i just happened to you know uh, see some of the videos and of his batting and especially the kind of training that attention to detail that he's put into his training is incredible it's just hard to see uh, and i i think he he said on another podcast that he was told by dhoni and uh, steven fleming that um, he finds himself in this situation because the other teams have not utilized him to uh, the best of his potential and um, just thinking back ra- last year he was batting all around the order for rajasthan royals opening the batting number 3 number 4 number 6 so he didn't have that one fixed spot and uh, the moment he landed up at chennai uh, dhoni quickly told him that look you you may not be able to walk into this team straight away you'll have to wait for his opportunities and yes if raidu is uh, going to miss out on some games going forward and i think he is a ready replacement to come in look we we all talk about mumbai indians and and for a fact that they are the best t20 side going around at least over the last few years but sort of i have to say when you see that 11 and it doesn't have a rohit sharma at the top however his form form is and hardik pandya in the middle it it just does not look the same i mean yeah any 11 missing a hardik uh, would be hit and even a rohit i think hardik was a bigger miss than rohit actually because uh, uh, he's just that kind of guy you know in t20 cricket who can and we have been told by the chief selector he's going to bowl all four overs so that would have been good to see how he goes <laughs> but but yeah i mean taking out two players of that level would impact any side i think so you can't uh, you know you can't say that uh, you can't hold that against mumbai in a way speaking about about just this season in particular hardik has had his is injury concerns Ro, Ro, rohit i mean pola did say at at the toss that he'll be back sooner rather than later but but we don't know yet maybe we'll see it tonight listener maybe you'll know before you listen to this podcast as well but i i, I don't get the feeling about but then again this happens always right like you you start writing off mumbai indians and then they come and win it all uh 
no, I, it's true actually. They have not been as dominant this season as they were in the last two, uh, because they have started off with I think more defeats than uh, you would expect them to. In fact, I was shocked that they lost the first match. You know, like uh, Gaurav said at the start of the podcast, Chennai did a Mumbai to Mumbai. You know, like generally this doesn't happen happen to them <clears throat> because they just have so much quality right through. You know, like. Middle overs, you have quality. Opening, you have quality. Death overs, quality. Batting all through, you have quality. So, it somebody or the other will win them the match most of the time. So, this doesn't happen to them. But yeah, it, it's I think it's a, like a great uh, advertisement for the inherent, you know, maybe randomness of T20 cricket that even a Mumbai Indians can be uh, like this. Okay, now moving on to the two teams that that we haven't covered so far, and I want to say it's a bit of a shock result, but uh, Gaurav Sundaraman RCB getting bowled out for ninety two. This does happen to them of a fair amount, so it's it's not shocking. I think what was shocking is KKR's performance. I thought they were all round superb on 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 that day. Yeah, uh, I'm actually very very uh, impressed with KKR and the fact that they've come to a, a, a new venue. Uh, they've always had a good side. It's just that they haven't really performed uh, uh, to potential. And a uh, lot of things are happening uh, as a blessing in disguise, you would say. Like even the Royals, for that matter, I felt that uh, the uh, missing Stokes, Archer, Butler is a big deal. But the replacements are not too bad. They're like proper T20 players. Similarly, uh, uh, dropping Pat Cummins, uh, sorry, Pat Cummins not playing and Lockie Ferguson coming in, uh, make, they don't have to make that choice now. So they have 11 in place, uh, which I think they've uh, got it spot on. Uh, I was so impressed with Venkatesh Ayer. Uh, Shanky will be the better person to talk about him. But uh, the fact is they've improved. Their, uh, uh, they always used to play an extra bowler. Uh, now they're playing an extra batter. So uh, the look of the 11 looks very good. These big grounds in Abu Dhabi really will help the spinners. Varun and Narain, the fact that they both bowl uh, uh, mystery spin and it's about 8 overs. I think their worst day would be uh, maybe one in four, one in ten, twelve games, and that's going to be like forty odd runs. So uh, both are uh, really solid. Uh, I'm sure Lockie will come good. So that kind of gives you a lot of confidence in the bowling. And if uh, Gill gets going, you know that was a big uh, bummer last time in India. Whereas in in UAE, uh, uh, it was the middle order which uh, struggled. But so. A lot of things are falling in place. Yes, they are still uh, slightly behind. Uh, but, you know, momentum is something very key in these leagues. You, If you can beat uh, Mumbai, which is uh, a match which they generally lose, uh, they don't have a great record against Mumbai. So, uh, if they can manage to beat Mumbai, I think they, are a, they have a very, very good chance at... Uh, finishing final four and maybe then after that it's uh, anyone's game so uh, if at all one of the teams uh, from the top bottom are going to go on top uh, for me it's KKR I think RCB's balance has been thrown off a bit uh, because AB de Villiers was keeping wickets in the first half and uh, apparently uh, they, they're managing his workload and his back condition so so that's one of the reasons why AB is not keeping so because of that they are forced to play a wicket keeper now in uh, KS Bharat and uh, Bharat didn't play any of the games in the first half. So that balance seems a little off. Uh, and also, I think um, because of that, they have not been able to, you know, play someone like a Shabazz Ahmed who can, you know, give you a few overs and also bat a bit. So so I'd like to see them potentially uh, pick one of Vanindu Hasaranga and Kyle Jameson and then somehow find a way to bring in Shabazz so that they play Tim David 
in the middle order below AB Maxwell because I think David, a uh, very underrated player, not many have seen him, but he's batted beautifully in the CPL. And obviously, he's done very well for Perth Scorchers and also in the PSL. So, while it may be seen as a left field pick, I think uh, it'll be a great option to have him in the middle and find a way to somehow uh, get him into the 11. So, RCB's balance seems a little off at the moment, uh, especially with them bringing in two Indian players out of nowhere in KS Bharat and Sachin Baby. So, I think it'll to balance that off, they need to, you know, find a way out. Hmm. Shashank, uh, staying with you, you wrote this piece, who is Venkatesh Ayer, KKR's latest debutant. Now, I do not know how much to draw on an innings where the target was in the 90s, but it was it was, it was was a really good innings from someone who's just come, come into the KKR side. I'll be honest, I had no idea who Venkatesh Ayer is, so that piece was really helpful for me, and I'm sure it was for a lot of our listeners as well. If you haven't read it, go check it out. It's on, it's on the website, but tell us more about this Rajni Kant devotee, as you put in the summary line. Yeah, so he uh, he is a he's a big hitting uh, left hand opening batsman as we we've seen. He also bowls handy medium pace, which we didn't get to see him bowl. And uh, so he's uh, he's pretty decent. I I, I haven't seen him bowl uh, to be honest uh, in domestic cricket, so I don't know what his pace is at or what the skill sets are. But he he is understood to be a medium pacer as well. So he's an all round option who started actually uh, batting at number six and number seven. So he he was this kind of a finisher early in his career and and because of that he didn't get too many opportunities to to you know uh, make those big scores so so these are kind of performers who don't really get noticed in domestic cricket because you don't he didn't have the opportunities to make the big hundreds or 150s that you've seen someone like a Surya Kumar or Prithvi Shaw or Yashasvi Jaiswal make uh, for Mumbai so that's one of the reasons why we haven't heard much of him uh, also uh, this season uh, with Chandrakant Pandit uh, taking over as Madhya Pradesh uh, coach so, um, so Venkatesh Iyer himself said uh, before the T20s that uh, he went into the T20 camp, um, you know, um, a week before uh, in their bubble, and he went and, and and at the team room they had this notice board, and where you know the coach lists out, um, you know, the squad as per batting order, and then he he started looking uh, at his name from number six to below, and he didn't find his name, and then he was suddenly shocked to see his name at number one. <laughs> so he says that it was Chandu Pandit who kind of moved the idea of him opening the batting, and that is when he actually opened the batting for the first time. So he's opened the batting for the first time in the domestic season last year, and then I think in five innings he made about two hundred and twenty-eight runs. He struck at about one fifty, and it so turned out that KKR talent scouts were there uh, to watch that leg of the tournament. And they were very impressed with uh, the way he approached his inning. So, more than the shots that he played, his approach was what uh, I re- I personally uh, like. You know, the fearlessness uh, to take someone like a Kyle Jameson on, step down the pitch and just wallop him over, you know, uh, long on for a massive six or uh, try and take on someone like a Yuzi Chahel or uh, Vanindu Hasaranga and reverse scoop them or reverse pull. Uh, I mean, it was just the fearless approach that... that uh, you know, uh, stood out for me. So, so, so opening the batting has kind of been a bit of a game changer. And also later in the domestic season, after he got picked in the auction, uh, opening the batting, he made a 198 in a 50-over game against Punjab. Again, some decent bowlers, I must say. Uh, someone like uh, Siddharth Kaul, uh, Harpreet Brar. So, these guys, uh, who all of whom, Sandeep Sharma, all of these guys play in the IPL. So, to get a 198 in a 50-over game, again, shows the quality so so hats off to him and uh, you know hats off to 
um, Chandrakant Pandit for seeing that potential in, in him as an opening batter. You know, I did not know if if we'll have the time, but I think we should spend a couple of minutes or up to talk about Virat Kohli and his decision. This happened during the first game of of the IPL during the CSK Mumbai Indians match, where Virat Kohli announced that he will no longer captain RCB from next season onwards. I'm not too sure how how much of a shock was it if, if it was a shock, and I, I want to add that he did say that I will continue with the franchise. This is the only franchise I'm going to play for as long as I have a cricket career. It wasn't a shock uh, as such, you know, because uh, in fact, one of the first questions I had when he said he would give up the T20I captaincy to lighten his workload was what about the RCB captaincy then? Because that is a much heavier workload, actually. You play a lot more for RCB than you play T20Is. So it is not a shock. I, I think it is only logical, you know, like if he wants to lighten the workload, then it makes complete sense to give up the RCB captaincy. And even though it sounds like he has retained himself for the franchisee, yeah. he is actually one of the guys in a position to be able to do that. Because uh, obviously, you know, no franchisee is going to let him go. Yeah, if Virat Kohli says that I'm, I'm staying with the franchise, he's staying with the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Even if he says I'm not staying with the franchisee, the franchise will try to find a way to make him stay. <laughs> you know, so if he says he's staying, then it's all good. So, so yeah, so that's like just, uh, that's a given, you know, obviously he's going to stay if he wants to stay. Uh, but it makes complete sense to give up the RCB captaincy as well, you know. And uh, I'm really hoping it leads to some sort of uh, unlocking because uh, he obviously is a three-format batsman. You know, he's a batsman who can excel at all three formats, uh, rather I should say. But in T20s, he has seemed a little more restrained than you know uh, might be needed. So if if he is no longer the captain, maybe he can just. Uh, you know, start. Uh, we'll see Virat Kohli version 2.0 or 3.0. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it would be three. If, if 4.0, we'll, we'll 4.0. We'll yeah, yeah. Under 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but 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 you know what? You're 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 right, Gaurav. And if there's one thing that that I personally would want out of Virat Kohli dropping up this captaincy, and we've, we've heard a lot of sometimes unnecessary chatter coming in through the through the rumor mill after. He stepped down as T20I captain and leading up to him stepping around the RCB captain. But I think it would all be well if we get to see beast mode Virat Kohli once again. Or he does the double of winning the <laughs> yeah. T20 World Cup. I think that, 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 that would be a hard <laughs> act to follow for anyone who's going to take it up after him. <laughs> I, think, I think that's exactly what he would do. And uh, that would uh, end his... Uh, captaincy on a really really uh, big high but hey who knows uh, what's going to happen but uh, yeah i think uh, i'm with you the the 2016 kohli or uh, the world t20 kohli is what everybody wants to see i think we have our headline for the podcast gaurav sindaraman says virat kohli to win ipl by beating csk in the final because it's gaurav so obviously <laughs> csk is going to be in the final it's understood and he's saying virat kohli will win it so yeah it it could happen. It it could. This is. I mean, yeah. That that would be that would be something. It would be like the perfect swan song for him as captain of RCB. Is of course staying with the franchise. Now this week and this weekend towards the end of this weekend, we have some blockbuster games. I mean, it's Mumbai versus Kolkata tonight. 
if you're listening to it after we also have RCB versus CSK which is a potential final according to Saurabh Somani that's happening on Friday and over the weekend there's RCB versus Mumbai Indians as well and Chennai versus Kolkata now among these matches you can also bring in players Shashank we'll start with you what is the one thing that you're most looking forward to in the IPL for the next few days as Saurabh put it what is going to give you that bang for the next few days. It could be a player, it could be one of these games. Yeah, for starters, um, RCB beating CSK because just like earlier we spoke <laughs> how uh, Mumbai always uh, end up, uh, end up uh, how Chennai always end up uh, choking against Mumbai and just can't seem to find a way to get over the line. I think that's a problem that uh, RCB have had with CSK over the years. So while, you know, they may have won one or two games here and there, it's always CSK who kind of find a way to you know, know how to beat them at big moments. So, and I think um, CSK's, uh, the loss to CSK at a crucial stage towards the end last year kind of played a big hand in RCB, losing their momentum completely uh, towards the end of the campaign. So, for starters, I'd look forward to seeing RCB put up a good show against uh, CSK. Gaurav? Interesting. I would uh, I would want to see more uh, teams uh, uh, kind of beat Mumbai. Uh, however, that uh, happens because uh, that just adds flavor to the league. Everybody keeps uh, calling Mumbai the favorite. So, these two games are actually Mumbai's uh, going to be a tough test for Mumbai. Uh, both uh, uh, Kolkata and Bangalore uh, can't afford to lose much. Uh, even Bombay can't. But uh, the fact is, you know, the expectation is Mumbai will come back, right? Uh, and they would be a top four team for sure. And I would just want to see if that can be upset a little bit just to add some more spice uh, to this tournament going into the next week. Saurabh, before we come to the last word with you, I would just like to add that I want I want Delhi Capitals to just win all their remaining games. I mean, become the first side to qualify for, for the playoffs at a canter. Sowani. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I actually, you know, since there's no Jofra Archer in this, so I want Adam Milne to really crank it up, bowl 150 and take 3 for 20 every match. I'm okay with... I, 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 and, maybe, and maybe New, Ze- New Zealand would realize that he should be yes. in the 15 for the World Cup. Exactly. I mean, they, they might have to manufacture an injury to do that. Just go ahead and do it, guys. Just do it. <laughs> I'm okay with, you know, uh, Gaurav's uh, uh, wish of Mumbai losing coming true. But just let Milne bowl well. It's been such a long time since we have seen him. He's bowling so well now. He's bowling quick. We should get to see more of this. Yeah, and if there's if there's one thing yesterday taught us with Arnik Nokia cranking it up over 150, there, there oh, yeah. is nothing like, like the sight of a fast bowler running in what... Whatever be the format. Saurabh, Shanky, Gaurav, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the IPL. Listener, we'll be back early next week, possibly Monday, to recap what happened over the weekend. Until then, enjoy the bang that the IPL will provide.